And here comes Milwaukee. Forbes, another three. Oh, no! <laughs> this is the Random Screw Heat Podcast. Welcome, boys and girls. Do you heard the name? A random scrub heat podcast. Finally, we have at least something semi-heat related to talk about. I know last time we did worst movie sequels. Maybe in the future, if we don't get any news before training camp, we might do uh, something in the same vein. But we are back actually talking heat basketball. I have Harry, I have George, and I have the hero whisperer himself. I have Austin, a.k.a. Trilly. We're happy to have you back. Recurring guest, Austin. What's going on, man? How, how have you been so far in the offseason? What's good? Um, I've been all right. Can't complain. I've seen – I'm going to jump right into it because this is – it's been honestly so cool to watch. For you personally on Twitter, how it's just been a huge blow-up this offseason on Twitter. What's it been like literally? Because during the regular season, we talked – we had you on during the finals. Um, we, we talked about, like, Hero's hand injury and stuff like that. How, what's it been like going from being, like, a media personality on, on Twitter – to now becoming someone who actually converse with these players with and having a personal relationship with them. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of crazy. Like all this, I'm out to cussing here. Yeah. Piss. Uh, shit. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. All this shit happened overnight. I'm not going to lie. So, um, I really think these players, you know, connecting with me because like 95% of people on sports Twitter like don't even have their face on Twitter. And they see that, you know, I'm a normal person and I'm, I'm in their age group. So they find it pretty cool to connect with me. Um, Tyler, he's a cool dude. Like we hung out a few times. He invited me to his, um, his gym sessions and stuff like that. And yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. I don't got anything bad to say about him. Like even before when I was quote unquote a hater, like I never like had a problem with him personally. I just thought he couldn't score without a screen. I was a horrible defender and he knows all of that. So I don't know why people think I'm a hypocrite for being friends with him when he knows all of that. So. It seemed like everyone wanted to like paint the picture of, yeah, you being a hater. And now you're, you're just like riding his jockstrap or whatever, just because we're being friendly to, to another human being. People are really yeah. kind of losing that aspect of it. It's just basketball. You can, exactly. like you said, you can literally be like, I don't think he's the most incredible player uh, getting an, as an ISO score without a screen. That doesn't mean I hate him. Exactly. Like, I don't know what people want me to do. Like, just because they can't score that screen, I'm supposed to, like, fight him when I see him. Like, I, I don't get it. But I just think um people are, not to say jealous, but, like, they wish they was in that position to interact with Charlie Hero. Like, he even said it to me. He's like, they wish that they was interacting with me. That's why they're hating on you. So, it's whatever. I can't complain. There's always going to be somebody on Twitter that sees someone succeeding and then wants to say something and feel some type of way about it. Yeah. And the funny part is I don't really consider, you know, succeeding. Like, I just think, hey, I'm hanging out with someone around my age and he happens to be a basketball player. So I don't get starstruck around them really because they're just normal dudes at the end of the day. That's right. And I wanted to ask, how did that come to be? Like, what's like the spark that just kind of like ignited it to where you guys started chatting it up? Um, In Vegas, um, I was at um the Encore and then um doing a little networking and stuff. And then I was talking to some guys and stuff, and then they was asking where I'm from, blah, 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 and then I told Miami, and then they asked, do I think um, Dame's going to get traded here? And I'm like, yeah, maybe, and they asked, um, would I trade Tyler for him? I'm like, oh, absolutely, like, no-brainer, stuff like that. And they was like, why you said it, like, so fast? I'm like, I think he's pretty overrated, you know, he can't score that screen, his contract is, you know, kind of big and stuff like that, and then 
still, you know, breaking it down to me, saying, like, if you, like, look at the players getting paid $120 million, like, you have R.J. Barrett, you have Charlie Hero, like, if Ty Hero's overpaid, then R.J. Barrett's overpaid, and you look at Desmond Bain contract, like, he's getting, like, what, 200 and some million? So, yeah, and then at the end of the conversation, like, he he threw out the bones to, like, hey, I'm, like, one of Ty's close friends and stuff. I'm like, oh, shit. But, yeah, ever since then, um, he tried to, you know, put me in touch with Tyler. Like, I had a spaces a couple months ago, and then Tyler joined. And then the whole Kevin Herter thing, I guess that's what made me and Tyler come together because he he found it pretty cool that I was actually defending him after all these years. So, yeah. That's that's I'm so happy that you brought up the Kevin Herter thing because literally I know that Tyler's a very pol- polarizing figure in the Miami Heat fan base. It's not really either love him or you hate him. There, there's a fine middle ground for Tyler Hero too, because that's where I am. I think he's a he's a really really good player. He's being undervalued like crazy in trade talks. He's being disrespected very unfairly in trade talks. He's a great player. He's a great young promising player that a, a team like Portland would really really want to help expedite kind of that rebuild. But it's the Kevin Herter thing. I think every normal Heat fan, and I have to I have to say normal because we know we all know there are some. People in the fan base who you would not classify as that, saying that you would there. I don't think there is a single normal Heat fan that would say that Tyler Hero was not better than Kevin Herter. That was that. That's when I knew that we were in the off season, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing better to do with your time than say Kevin Herter is better than Tyler Hero. Yeah, the Ringer, um, those Boston guys, like they definitely hate on Heat players all the time, so it didn't surprise me at all. They got they got cooked by literally Gabe Vincent and Max Drews in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think I they, pick pick a battle with somebody else that's not Tyler Hero because Tyler would have done probably the same exact thing. In all honesty, I know it's the playoffs, but I I find it hard to believe that Tyler wouldn't have been able to be go out there and do do what Gabe Vincent or, or Max Struess was even doing in that series. But it, it's it I I wanted to wait for this, but. I really need to ask it because I I want to know your exact feelings on this. What how do you describe when you logged into Twitter about a week ago and saw that one Damian Lillard had followed you? What what the hell was that? Hey, it was my exact reaction the way I tweeted. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this was random as shit. Like I never um I never mentioned him before. Like I do tweet about him, but I never mentioned him before. I never followed him. Like you can see on the screenshot, I had to follow Damian Lillard back. Like that's something I can tell my grandkids. I have to follow Damian Lillard back. <laughs> yeah, so, Dame Dame initiated it first. That's so yeah. he's Dame's dropping hints. I, I really I don't know your specific opinion on it. I'll ask you that too. Is what what do you think it, when when that anvil's gonna drop? Because because Dame's been leaving a breadcrumb trail where it's like he's following Miami Heat personalities, he's getting very friendly with not just like the star players, he's he's dropping hints on Twitter in songs on his Instagram story. What do, when do you think we can realistically expect Dame to to finally join Miami? I think right before training camp, because it's definitely going to be franchise malpractice if Joe Cronin actually brings Dame Lear into camp and you already got scooped there and everything. But he's been a madman this whole offseason, so it wouldn't surprise me if he actually brings Dame to camp. He, it, would, it wouldn't make any sense. Harry, how do you feel about that? Do you think Dame actually suits up for portland this year i he's professional but I, is he that professional i mean i don't think he's gonna rock the boat to the extent that maybe we were hoping for when it first seemed like cronin wasn't really gonna play ball with miami um you know i think i think if they don't move him he'll 
he'll show up. I just don't think like, I don't know if you know, a guy doesn't want to be there. He's kind of alluded to the fact that he doesn't like the way you've handled his time in Portland or, you know, at this point that they've kind of sold him a kind of a crappy bill of goods. You know, I don't really think you're going to get him playing his absolute best out there. Like, I don't think he's going to risk his body for this franchise. Um, And if that's the case, what are you doing except taking valuable reps and time away from guys who you want to get better in their organization, right? I mean, Scoot is kind of a direct replacement of Dame. He would kind of be the, the point guard of the future for them. And I think they want to get sharp as many reps as possible because while he's a great athlete, you know, I think he really um, needs to refine his game. He'll like have an amazing summer league game. And then the next night, you know, I think he went oh for, you know, oh for whatever. And you just kind of, if you're a young franchise, you, you want these guys to get their reps, right? I mean, not that they ever won, but they would, they would argue that they were successful together. The three guys, when they were on the thunder, um, Harden, Durant and Russ, I mean, they were, they went through a couple of years of, you know, they were bad early on because young guys need to figure out the league, you know, need to figure out how to play together, um, you know, where they fit and, you kind of need that stuff. Plus it won't be talked about a ton. And yes, Portland has been not so good with Lillard playing anyway, but um, Portland owes their pick. I want to say they owe it to Utah if it's not a top 10 pick. So, you know, it's in their best interest to lose next year and to be a bad team. It gives them another guy to add um, to the cord that they're trying to build. So could they run Dame out there and, hope for a better trade, I guess, in a, everyone's kind of saying December. I, but the thing to me, I don't understand why you're waiting a month and a half to look for a better trade. And everyone from the ringer or from all of these podcasts, you know, we have to shout out true star for all the work he's been doing, listening to these horrible podcasts for us. Because shout I'm, sure, as sure, I'm shout out. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure as hell not listening um, to these guys talk out of their ass about everything, but there's not going to be a better deal that comes out for Damian Lillard. Um, he's literally getting older every day and as we all are, I don't, but I'm just saying like, he's getting older every day. That contract is not getting any better. It's actually going to be uh, worse in a couple years. And there's just, even if, even if Dame hadn't come out and said, I really only want Miami, there just are not a lot of teams that would have taken that risk. He is, while he's an amazing player and had one of his best seasons ever last year, He'll be um, he'll be 36 at the start of when he's getting paid 60 million dollars, um, you know, which would be the most in basketball right now. He is um, he's a small guard, so you know, as we were kind of talking before the pod started with Austin, um, you know, you kind of need other guys to defend around him because he is he is a small point guard. And even if you were like, even if you wanted to name teams where he would make sense, um, they don't really have the assets to make the move that jumps them over Miami's offer. So people can talk about, you know, oh, maybe the Lakers want to make a move. They don't have anything to offer that's better than the Heat. Uh, Oh, maybe the Sixers want to make a move. They don't have anything to offer that's better than the Heat. Um, Even if they got something back for Harden, it's not going to jump that. And then they keep, I guess it's based on Bill Simmons' podcast. They keep mentioning Minnesota as a destination. One, if uh, Cat was ever available, I think New York would be interested, and there's other teams that would jump in. 
that could supply Minnesota with a lot of picks, which is what they need after making the horrible Gobert trade. And two, um, why is Minnesota making that move? Like that doesn't make any sense. They don't really need to get older. They need to build. They need to build a good core around Ant Edwards if they want to keep him and you know keep him happy because he's going to start looking around after he just spent the whole summer playing with um, you know with with better NBA players in the Philippines for this World Cup. So and what coach? Uh, and yeah, he, he got in real, you know, him and Spo seem to have developed some uh, relationship there. So I just think that there's a lot of hate when it comes to Miami, when it comes to Miami sports, there's a lot of jealousy that happens down here. And there's just no, there's no one that has one come out and said, this team can make a better offer than Miami. And here's the reason why it makes sense. No one has done that. There's not one podcaster, one person um, one entity who's been able to do that. Every time they mention a better offer, it's just a pie in the sky. This will come to fruition or this could exist. There's no actual offer. And the other part is, and Austin kind of briefly mentioned it before. Do you want to be the franchise that takes a guy who's been there for 11 years and be like, we heard what you said. We heard what you wanted, but fuck you. We owe you nothing. We're not going to do what you want. And we are, not only are we not going to trade you to where you want, we're going to hold you hostage. We're going to make you sit through training camp and do interviews that you don't want to answer questions. We are going to make you play um, on a team that you can't win on and you know you can't win on and they know that they can't win with you on. And I just think all of that, it'll eventually be Miami. If they really are going to drag it out, then that's their prerogative because they're stupid. Um but I think we'll get to where we need to go. And Miami just has to be patient and they're lucky. Um, they're lucky that Hero's professional. I mean, though I, people can say whatever they want about Tyler Hero. Like he's a professional basketball player. He shows up to play, you know, uh, every day. He's obviously, you know, assuming he's healthy, he's out there. Um, he's always liked Miami. And um, I just think like there is there's something to say about that because not every guy would be like that. If a guy was in trade rumors all the time, maybe he's, maybe he's having issues. Maybe he's talking to his agent. He's trying to figure a way out. So, you know, in terms of like what it would mean for Miami, it would just mean that they're, they're a finals team that's starting the team. And I mean, I'm not worried about losing Gabe and Max because as helpful as they were in the postseason, they weren't great regular season players. Um, and so I think Miami will be okay. They'll stay afloat and they'll figure it out when the time comes to make this name deal. Whenever, whenever Cronin starts being an asshole, that's going to be a long time. But you mentioned it is. It is. Uh, it's you have to have respect for Tyler for going out there and continuing to get better all the time, being a really true professional. But Austin, I have a question for you, real quick. Spur of the moment. I wasn't thinking about this until Harry brought it up. You might not have an answer for me. Why was Tyler playing, uh, practicing his offense against Crocs in that one video? What can you ask him about that? Why, why he was, did they not have cones? They don't have chairs against Crocs. I didn't get to see that. Did you see that video? No, I didn't see it. It was today, (laughs) I think it was yesterday. Um, Tyler's dribbling, he's just practicing like dribble pull ups and stuff, which I would love to see him actually add into it like more consistently into his game, but. He was, you know how like you're, you'll do your dribble, your dribble uh, practices and everything. You'll do your little 
drills and stuff. Instead of cones or chairs, Tyler was just dribbling around a pair of Crocs that were on the ground. I get, work with what you got, but it's like yeah, I thought Tyler would have access. Got. Maybe something a little better than Crocs. I don't know. I, I'd, li- I'd like to have Tyler on the podcast to ask him about that personally. But, George, we haven't heard from you yet. What's on your mind when it comes to the whole the Tyler ha- Hero fiasco, the Damian Lillard malpractice? What, what's going on? And George's mic is nowhere to be found. This is actually a great reintroduction to George for our new listeners who have not heard from us uh, since uh, since I think Summer League it was. Uh, George was not on the previous pod. George, you want to give that, that mic another try again? The second time's a charm, right? Can you hear me now? The second time's a charm. There we go. Damn right. Um, what goes through my mind with Dame Trade? Uh, I, I don't know anymore. It's It's gone for 70 days. We're at the 70-day mark since he said he wanted to come here. Um, it's It gets progressively easier to come to terms with the fact that it may not happen. It's, um, I don't know, it's 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 something that as soon as it, it dropped, I thought it was going to be done within 10 to 15 days. I'll say 10 to 15 days maximum. And for it to be dragged out as long as it did, it's as long as it has. And, it, and for the foreseeable future, we still will not be uh you know uh, fielding the, the the great great talent that is Dame. I'm I sit here and I think do I always you know every day I ask myself the question do I actually want that trade you know because we look at what Yovich has done in FIBA at the moment you look at Triple J what he's doing with Jimmy he's 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 doing ads now he's he's got the green light from Jimmy he, he, him and Jimmy did an ad together the oh other day. you mean Jaime Jaquez Jr you said Triple yes. J and Triple I had J, he's my Triple J baby the, the FIBA game I'm sorry I don't give a damn about no Memphis Triple J my mistake I'm talking about our Triple J um and I asked myself do I really want that trade to happen and I and you know my mind circles a little bit it goes oh no you know he's looked great and then I look at who Dame is, and then I go absolutely, absolutely, I'll do that, <laughs> do that deal. I'll do that deal with anything, mostly anything on the team. But um, I wanted to go around the room quickly and see what what in your mind is a fair trade, uh, you know, trade package for Dame because we see a lot of the a lot of the Portland fans, a lot of fans from the Celtics. They look at us and they go, um, you know, what can you offer? What can you offer? It's 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 a horrible deal. Why would they get pennies on the dollar when they can? go anywhere else and get get something better but as harry mentioned before i don't see any other deals i don't see any teams that would do other deals i think it's just it's one of those arguments that's that's manifested into something bigger than what it actually is but i'll, I'll go around the room and then i'll come back to myself and i'll give my trade uh you know my trade proposal but uh i'll start with you lj what's a, what's a fair deal for for the for dame in your eyes well, you, you mentioned, yeah, why would if you're Portland, why would you settle for pennies on the dollar? But there's that's the thing. There is no dollar for there to be pennies on. No one else is offering anything. So how can you lowball when there's no offer? You are the standard. By by basic math, you're the mean. You, you are the offer. People have to beat you. You don't have to beat anyone. So I, I would just think, Honestly, I want to hear Charlie's opinion on this too because I, I don't think you need to have Tyler in it to get it to work. Portland's already, you know, shown that they're not interested. 
for whatever reason, whether it be getting second round pick or first round picks back in return, if you make it a multi-team trade, like everyone said, it would probably need to be if it got done and it probably still needs to be. But if, if you're not, if, if no one, for whatever reason, values Tyler appropriately, then you keep him and you can get the trade done in alternative ways. You, you give up triple J. I know you don't like that, George, but I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, piggyback off of it and be like, yeah, we have the real Triple J because after what Jaron Jackson Jr. did in the FIBA World Cups, he he doesn't deserve any type of nickname. He, he is he is Jaron Jackson Jr. And he will remain so until he the Memphis scorekeeper changes and he continues to put up the same numbers that he's been putting up at home. But with that being said, you give up Hame, you give up Jokic, you give up however many futures, you send over a, a, a Kyle to, for salary matching purposes. And you make it work. You give them as much ammo as you possibly can, not to outbid yourself, but to make it a relatively fair offer for someone like Damian Lillard. That that has to be the basis, right? That ha- You can build off of that. You can add or subtract depending on what Miami thinks is fair, whatever Portland thinks is fair. But that that sphere of players I named probably is what it has to be. It might If you keep Tyler, you probably can include Duncan if they're not, if they don't want Kyle. You can probably include Duncan there and swap it out because I, I would assume a team like that would scoot. You would want more shooting for Scoot to be able to facilitate. That just makes more sense for Portland. Duncan had a reawakening in the playoffs, mainly the Eastern Conference Finals and then the finals. So something along those lines is what it will probably have to be. Harry, what do you think? Um, I think the offer will end up being, I think it'll be with Miami. I'm not as, I don't know. George sounded very forlorn. Um, I think it'll get there. And so my thoughts are, I mean, I, I thought it had to include Tyler because I'm not sure if you, you know, if I think he'd have to figure out a way. If they're doing this trade, they also, they also have to figure out a way to balance the roster. So my thought is either like give Jovic to Portland. I can't imagine they wouldn't want him. Maybe you trade Caleb to OKC to get that, to get that pick back from them. Um, and then you'd have four picks to work with. So maybe you give three to Portland, like three picks, Jovic expiring salary. I don't see why that's a bad deal. I don't care what anyone else says, especially as you said, there's no other deals. There's no, there's, you can't get pennies on the dollar if the dollar doesn't exist. So, okay. And then you would take probably like Duncan and your other first round pick and bring back some other pieces that make sense. They have some trade, they have some traded player exceptions they can use. Um, to bring in some guys and kind of balance out the roster. And that's what I would do. So I'm fine using four picks in the deal. If it gets you back some pieces that make sense. Um, They would still have picks in 2025, 2027 and 2029 to add some talent around those guys. And assuming that they mesh as well as we think they will, you'll have free agents flocking to Miami to come play on a one-year deal to try to win a championship. So, I don't see why a Kyle, a Duncan, Jovic, and four first doesn't get doesn't get the deal done. And Anybody else would. I've seen so many people on Twitter complain too that it's like, well, you know, Miami's first uh, first round picks don't hold the same weight as as another team's first round picks because when they get Dame, they're going to be good. It's like if you wherever else you send Dame, they're going to the first round picks aren't going to be what they were going to be without Dame. It's also it, that the people have been saying that for years, and Miami's picked. In the in the lottery, three of the last nine years, so that's thirty three percent of the it's time. Such a moot point. Yeah, and so again, unless you knew that you were trading with a franchise that 
is continually in the lottery, like a Pistons or a Wizards or um, someone like that, I don't really – yeah, again, the argument just – it doesn't hold any water. And so you get to the point where it's like you can drag Dame around and hold him hostage or you can get a young guy who's playing on the world stage and holding his own and is like, what, Jovic is 20? I mean, so he's going to get better, obviously. You know, what what his ceiling is will obviously depend on who you talk to, but okay, fine. So he's a nice piece. I mean, he's still getting taller every day. Um, Kyle, whatever you think about him, is a huge expiring contract. That helps for a team that probably needs to make a follow-up move and four picks. Get it done. Um, again, I would include, I think, kind of like what Austin's saying, I would include Hero if you need to. Um but I'm not understanding people saying you need to do hero, uh, Kyle, all your picks. Like, I don't think you have to, um, you know, get rid of all your assets because Dame is not a guy that is has a massive market value. You're not competing against anybody else right now. So while you want to get the trade done, and it obviously behooves Miami to have him here for training camp. To, for Spo to be able to run plays with these guys and really see what he can do. Um, I don't think Miami needs to be in a rush to give everything away. I know that I know that opinion differs on Twitter, but you know, you need to be you need to set what you believe your highest price would be, and then you negotiate to get up to that point. You do not throw everything you have right away. That's not how you negotiate in any setting, in any facet of business or life or anything else. Um, and I just think it'll get there. It's just you you have a team that's annoyed that the market's depressed. That's partially their fault. You know, they gave him a big deal. They've done nothing because Dame could have happily spent his whole career in Portland and they haven't done anything to do that. And then, you know, I think everyone agrees they should have kept Scoot Henderson, but if they made a if they made a promise or a wink wink that they were gonna move that pick when it was number five and they changed their mind when it was three, I mean they just have to they should have had a trade ready to go for Dame before the draft, and they screw that up too. So, um, that's my thought. I mean, I think you can, like I said, it's either Kyle and four picks and Jovic, and you get that done, and you bring in Dame and a couple other players to round out the roster, or, or it's Hero. I guess it's Hero, Kyle, I guess a rookie, whoever they want, and three picks or something. I don't, you know, it's got to be, they have to lead themselves with something because they're not going to be able to add any other way um, or they need to, or they need to make sure that they get everything they need with this deal. So I think that's also taking a while too. If they ever do sit down and talk about it, it's you're probably talking about four or five teams that need to figure out getting all the pieces they need to move on. What about you, Austin? How do you feel about, can the deal get done without Tyler or do, do you not see a feasible way without him being included? Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, the minute Damian like requested a trade to Miami, I'm like trade everybody except for Jimmy and Bam. But then over you know weeks and months of you know Cronin holding on hostages, I was like, there's really no market. Like Harry said, there's there's no market at all. So why are we bidding against ourselves? So also they don't want Tyler. Like we shouldn't like force Tyler onto them. Like we shouldn't like shop Tyler to third teams and, and stuff like that. Unless you know we get an overwhelming package from them. But we put things in perspective, like. If we trade Tyler to a third team and we just get like a lousy first round pick, we're basically like selling low on him, you know, just to get Damian Lillard. I know it's Damian Lillard, but still, I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero just for a late first round pick. So my end goal is to um 
you know, trade Kyle Lowry because of his expiring contract. Trade Kale to OKC, like Kerry said, to unlock those picks. So you, you get four picks. They can have all the pick swaps they want. And then they can have both of, you know, Triple J and Jovic. So as long as we get, you know, Dame, Jimmy, and Bam in the room, I really don't care how it gets done. But there's no market, so I can see why the Heat aren't, you know, up in their offer. That makes sense, honestly. George, what, what's your opinion on that, too? I like I like with the whole argument around the market as, uh, as well because you know we gave out we obviously gave out an offer they did like it they said okay what else do you have on the table absolutely nothing they got offended that uh, no one was going for them then they're paying off uh, news merchants to try and get them you know get them some sort of of traction with some deal and then Dame did what he needed to do what he needed to do with his agent and he he you know backpedaled and negative geared all of these deals these are uh, this conversation about you know would boston be be you know interested and then <laughs> you, you you leak the story about his agent saying don't even bother uh Cronin retaliates with the whole investigation try and figure out what's going on and you know it's just been this massive circle about when it it will get uh, when it will get done if it will get done but if i'm looking at from both angles the heat at the moment don't need to do anything you have to let the pressure build up on on portland's side as well you're about to go to training camp are you you know you, you're gearing towards getting that new new era up and going and do you really want Dame to be there right now you, you've got scoot you've got shaden sharp you've got simons you've got all these players ready to go, you know, ready to unveil as the next step in the next um, wave of talent in, in, in Poland. And you're going to have this 33-year-old, you know, six-foot-something point guard, under-30 point guard that's unhappy and you really want to bring him and showcase him? I, I don't think they want to do that. I think that they do want to, you know, uh, move on to a new leaf. But I, I genuinely think that they want to keep him there for, for ticket sales. If you don't, if you take him away, then you're 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 non-competitive. That's that's the only thing. You're non-competitive. There's no there's no and ifs or buts about that. So, how happy are they going to be about that? But if I look at you know, if I'm Portland, I'm trying to get three to five first round picks. You know, closer around that four to five would be the sweet spot. Uh, I'm looking for a young player. I'm looking for an expiring salary, just so it's not on the books for when we actually do try and make a move. If I'm the Heat, any deal that you can keep a uh, either Caleb Martin or Jovic or Triple J, if you can keep one of those three, um, I'm doing the deal. I, I think that they want to keep some some sort of front court presence and something in that um in that department as well. I think Jovic, if he didn't have such a good fever, I think he would have been the one to stay. I think that he's just too valuable of an asset right now. Something too expendable, you know, that the Heat can expend at their will. And um, I think he'll be included in the deal now. So I think it'll be around three three first-round picks, a few seconds, maybe a couple pick swaps in there. Uh, I feel like Caleb drew the short, short stick. I know it's sad to say after his, you know, heroics in the conference finals, but I think he he might be on his way out as well. With Hero, it's difficult because they don't want him. They don't want they don't want him in Poland. They're not going to be. I don't think the the Heat the Heat won't force him there if he doesn't want to go. So 
I feel like they've gauged his interest. He doesn't want to do that. So he might get rerouted to a third team if they had to move him. Not saying that I want him to be moved. I'm saying that if they had to move him, then there's your option right there. But it's just a waiting game. It's a game of, you know, of wants and needs and then what else is there. I feel like as soon as another offer comes in for, for Dame that's not from Miami, the Trailblazers will be on the phone to Miami the next day. This is what we've got from them. Can you match it? Can you make it better? Let's work it out. Because if this year, if this whole saga ends with him not ending up in his place of choice, you've really got to question what they're doing over in, in Poland because you just, you, they did it with Aldridge. He took a pay cut to leave to San Antonio to join a winning culture. Every star you've had there has either left or gotten injured. Got injured. Yep. Brandon Roy, Greg Oden. <laughs> Uh, the, only, the only one I can think of that didn't do that because I don't know anything about him <laughs> or, or how his career ended. I know I know about him when he used to play, but Clyde Drexler, uh, that's the only one. But, they were sour for a while too. See, uh, it, there's a there's a pattern. And I think Joe Cronin is probably one of the worst people you can have at the helm of that Portland, new Portland organization. If you're trying to prove to people why they should play in Poland, prove to people that, you know, they're building something new. Why would you have someone that's trying to, you know, do all this now? And and, and I, I'm sure he thinks he's doing what's best for the organization, but short term, it's the best because you're trying to get the best offer. But I, 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 I generally don't think that it's, um, I generally don't think it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. I feel like it'll be three to four, maybe. Can, and can, uh, George, I just want to go off of something you said. Like, you know, Portland's made it very clear they they don't want Hero, and I've just been confused by that. Like, there's probably an argument to be made that Hero could be the best player on Portland next season. Like, if you think him and Anthony Simons are close, um, they would be the two best players on the team. Like, maybe Scoot is is amazing coming out of the gate, but the you odds are. Close? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I would just, like, if you have an opportunity to get a guy who could be your best player, and sure, the contract become, you know, it goes from a rookie contract, which is an amazing deal, to a much larger contract. Like, Portland isn't going to sign anybody in the, you know, in the $25 million range in the next few years. They just signed Grant. They'll obviously see what they can get for him, I'm guessing, in December. Uh, other than that, they're not going to have any big contracts on the book. And within two or three years, they're going to want to make a trade for the guy that fits best with with Scoot and with Sharp. How do you do that without contracts on the book? And Tyler Hero in two years is going to be a year – like he's going to be making 30-something million, but he's going to be a year away from an expiring contract. He's probably going to be a better player than he is now, uh, you know, a, a better score than he is now. Like what is your – what is your issue? They, they said, oh, we have too many guards on the roster – who cares? Like you're trying to your job if when you're trading an all-time player and you're starting to rebuild is to acquire as much talent as possible. Your job is not putting the finishing pieces on a roster that can compete. You're going to spend they've already been bad with Dame. They're going to spend the next 2 or 3 years being at best mediocre but more likely a very bad basketball team. So the, the point should be that they should be acquiring talent in any way that they can. 
And for them to just say, no, we don't want Hero because we have Simons, who's fine, a better version of him. If that's what they believe, that's okay. Or we don't want to pay his... Co- like, what are they talking about? Um, and it which just shows... Which rounds back to the question, do you actually want Joe, Joe at the at the head of what they're trying to do in Poland now? Because I, I, I feel like this front that they're putting up is actually hurting them more than it's, you know... Than anything else, and it's gonna it's gonna continue to hurt them until it's too late. I wanted to go here now, Austin. I know you've teased it on Twitter a little bit because you do have Tyler coming up with a Q and A with Tyler in spaces. Who is the next player that you want to do a spaces with? Like like your white whale. Um, I'll definitely love to get the Dame scoop. <laughs> be, yeah, yeah. No, no, Chris Haynes or anything like that. You'll be the one to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, I'm that's looking forward right to the there. Tyler Hero one too, honestly. I've there's yeah, I'm, one thing I'm, I'm no, still debating ahead. it. I'm still debating about doing that because I hope, you know, no troll comes in there and you know start talking shit to him and stuff. So that like that that's where I was at too. The Haywood thing was one thing because it's like, you know, there there's not much you can really clown Haywood about too much, like on, yeah. on, on the huge level that you could with Tyler if you wanted to. So it's hard to vet that. The one thing I do want to ask Tyler, and if I get in the, the spaces and an opportunity, I want to ask him, what was the first thing that went through his mind when Gabe passed him the ball in the corner of Milwaukee and forced him to shoot that ball with a broken hand? I just want to know if Gabe made Tyler shit list when he did that. That's the one <laughs> thing I've been dying to know. Hey, that's that's um that's his karma for throwing that lob to UD. <laughs> yeah, karma, yeah. You you made UD blow out his Achilles trying to jump. <laughs> That's what he had to get. Everything finds its balance. But all right, my last question for you. I know they, they might have another question for you, but my last one for you is, do you care to explain the uh, the me tweets? With um Denzel Washington? <laughs> yes. It's, it's just my good morning post, you know. <laughs> just you know, a- wake up, about to go tackle my day. So, yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I understood the, the context of the picture. I didn't know if it meant something different to you, though, but I, I appreciate that. If you guys have anything else for Trilly, go ahead and, and, and pop it off. I'll get mine off real quick as well. In, um, in a recent video, you asked, what's your favorite shoot hooping? I think you said the Lamello Rick and Morty's. Yeah. Um, if that's your favorite, what is the worst shoot you've hooped in, which is the one that, like, in, in your entire life that you've used and said, I never I'd get these off my feet. I never want to use them again. Um, I'll say anything Jordan retro related. Like I have no idea how Jordan was dominating those, you know, retros back in the days because they're absolutely awful. Like from retro eleven all the way down. Like I don't understand how people hooping in retros. They're more for looks. They are. Yeah, for but looks. Jordan was what dropping 30, 40, and fifty in those shoes. So he's he's definitely not human. He was he was versing mortgage sale, you know, mortgage uh, uh, brokers, man. It's, yeah, it's, he was playing decent. against the dude that helped sell me my house. Oh man, you guys <laughs> no, are doing... no, no Jordan Slater. Okay, Harry, uh, Harry, what you got? You got anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm good to go. All right, thanks, Austin. We appreciate you coming on for the second time. We can't wait to get you on again. We'll probably reach out again whenever this Dame thing happens. I mean, I don't even want to manifest what might happen if if Dame ends up wearing another jersey in the regular yeah. season. I'm I'm scared to dive in his DMs and ask him, but maybe hey, he follows you. I mean, yeah. he he might have been extending the theoretical hand, like he's like, "Hey, man, come grab my hand, come rescue me." I don't know. Balls in your court. 
Yeah, I, I got to be drunk and send him, you know, a, a drunk text. There you go. No, I mean, oh, you'll yeah. be back in Miami soon enough. And then, uh, you know, any, <laughs> any nightlife in Miami, that, that's that's just a normal Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time to spend some time with some random scrubs like us. We appreciate everyone listening in. We love you all. Take care. Remember, boys, be good people. Need a stop and a rebound. For you. For three. Oh, my. That was the Random Scrub Heat Podcast.